Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Hello, yes, Dan Arden here. Dan Arden has been summoned. Please, via the internet, we tell you to please listen to Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jay, joined only by Troy today. And we're going to talk some NXT UK. How are you, Troy? Yeah, man, I'm good. I've got a day off, I've got a long weekend. I've just ordered some beers from a local brewery. They're going to be here either later today or tomorrow. I'm going to smash through those as we're playing all of the games tomorrow. Yeah, boy. Yeah, man. If anyone doesn't know about what we're doing tomorrow, um, at time of recording, we are doing a live charity stream in support of the Leeds Hospital Fund. Um, it's going to be on our Twitch from 12pm British time. I think that's I think that's uh, 7am Eastern time. I don't know about the rest of it. I didn't write it down in front of me. Um, but we will be doing it for 12 hours, so there'll, there'll be times where anyone around the world should, should be relatively accessible uh, if you'd like to donate go to justgiven.com forward slash uwp gaming um, we've already beaten our target but we want to beat it by more because we're competitive bastards um, <laughs> as you'll also, find out tomorrow <laughs> yes also uh, you can find us on twitter and twitch and discord at untitled rest pod facebook and youtube untitled wrestling podcast let us know what you thought of this episode and anything else that you want to talk about, we are very, very, very approachable on pretty much anything. Um, unless you Aaron. want like a... It's a neat. Yeah, apart from Aaron, he's a gobshite. Um, <laughs> and unless you want like a quote on something where we probably don't have a clue about it. Um, but anyway, <laughs> NXT UK, I thought it was yeah. another... Wasn't the strongest episode they've done recently, but it was still a solid episode. Still good. Still, um, still better than Raw every week. Well, yeah, that's not that. That was, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's still still consistently good. Um, they started off with an absolute banger, though, didn't they? Um, yeah, Tyler Bate, so Bate, Bate for this. British Browns match. Yeah, um, you love to see it. Um, <laughs> and it it was a very like very basic sort of match. Like there wasn't too much overcomplicating of it, but it was very easy to follow. I enjoyed a lot. Um, yeah, it really did. First. First round was lots of like chain wrestling, um, bait using his speed to try and control Mastiff and Mastiff just throwing him around, overpowering him. Um, ends in a draw in the first round. Second round, again, similar sort of thing. Tyler Bait, uh, su- excuse me, surprises Mastiff with a sunset flip and gets the first fall. Mm. Um, yeah. the way that as well was he kind of like he got it and Mastiff was clearly like too strong for him and they started like. Shifting his momentum yeah. to then roll him up. It's clever. Uh, you really... see Mastiff do that. Like he's massive, like 300 plus pounds. And he's ridiculous. He's like really athletic for a guy of his size. They even mention it on commentary. They're like, oh, he's a former like county gymnast champion. I was like, what? Him? He's huge. And then you see him bound about and you're like, okay, yeah, I can see he's pretty nimble on his feet. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not as big as Dave Master. I don't think I could do a cannonball that effortlessly. No, definitely not. <laughs> I'd probably end up hurting myself doing it. Um, <laughs> One thing on commentary so, they did is, and I, I knew this was coming anyway, but they talk about like the size of Mastiff and how he's like one of the biggest guys in the roster. And then 
Bate goes to pick him up. I think he tries to get him like fireman's carry up on his shoulders. And he's just like, I don't think anyone can slam Mastiff. And I was like, well, that's Bate definitely slamming him at some point in the match then, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Clearly they didn't watch Rampage, Dr. Bomb the other week. <laughs> pick him up like he was an infant. Um, <laughs> like a pup. <laughs> yeah. Also, there was a bit where like they did like the sort of like um, the test of strength where, yeah. where like the like Tyler was lying down and they had like a, a knuckle lock on and Mastiff was trying to apply his weight. Yeah. And Tyler was still managing to bridge out with Mastiff on top. Mental, like which, on the back of his neck, like the strength to just keep him up was unreal. Yeah. He's, he's a ridiculously strong human being, Tyler Bate. Yeah. For such a small guy. <laughs> <laughs> um. So round three, Bate goes, um, he's go, he goes to the knockout, which it was, it's weird because like, there was a lot of parallels with what Tyler was doing to what Akid did in yeah. the tournament and what Akid did in these matches. Yeah. Um, yeah, where he likes he shifts style depending on the round of the match. Mm. Um so yeah, he tra- he tries to like go like strike for strike with Mastiff. Uh lots of like sort of like going for punches and kicking the leg out and that sort of thing. He he gets Mastiff up for an airplane spin and Mastiff reverses it into a crucifix bomb, which Gosh. was just insane mad, yeah. um, and then that that levels it, it it's enough for him to uh pin bait uh bait for a three counts um i kind of like it from the from this point as well bait like really starts looking like rattled mm. and um, then master just like it, it's as if he's got like the mental advantage over him so he starts just throwing bait around uh well, body slam in the fourth just looking absolutely fucked like he, yeah. the wind got knocked out of him <clears throat> on that crucifix like pin at the end and you could just see yeah. the wind and he just crawls back over so Massive's just like a fucking just like honing in on his prey and just starts yeah. ragdolling him about <laughs> it's like a lion play with his food wasn't it <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. so yeah he, he just repeatedly body slams bait then he repeatedly power bombs him hits a steamroller on him at one point um they go outside the ring and he just like throws bait into like the apron and the barricade repeatedly yeah. And he just kind of like leaves him for a count out. Um, thinks he's done enough. Bait rolls in at nine, and then Master hits a sent on. Bait kicks out, and then Master's like, "Okay, we'll just go back to the pin. Go back to the pin yeah. for like the last twenty seconds." Bait eventually like manages to manages to survive to the end of the round. Um, and then round five was just again Master control and Bait. Um, Bait goes for a deadlift jam and he gets Master up, but he doesn't finish it. And then Mastiff hits a nasty, nasty looking release German into the corner. Fuck yeah, um, Jesus. Big banged his head on the bottom turnbuckle. Um, as Mastiff's going for a corner cannonball, though, Bate reverses that into a Liger kick. Um, manages to get Mastiff up for an airplane spin. Um, and he did the thing as well where they were talking about like him meditating and all that stuff. And he kind of like, he stopped, yeah. took a second to catch his breath and then like managed to get him up. Um, yeah. Went super spins around. <laughs> yeah. Spins him around. It was almost like an F5, the way he like kind of released them as well. Mm. Um, and then he hits the spiral tap to win. Um, really, really good match. Really not an it was it wasn't anything kind of like I mean, a, a lot of a lot of the rounds matches they seem to feel like matches within themselves, and this felt like one kind of drawn out story just with pauses as yeah. opposed to like that. 
but it, it didn't it certainly didn't take anything away from the match it was awesome no, really, enjoyed. I really really enjoyed this and it was nice because there's that friendship between them and you could see in that early round when they were trying to suss each other out and they were kind of like laughing about like oh no i know you do that like i've got you and i've got you and then even at the end like the shake of hands and the acknowledgement was really nice like clearly like those two from the same neck of the woods kind of yeah. wrestle for years and years stuff but um, i'm gonna say both black country lads aren't they exactly yeah yeah it was yeah, it was really good really really enjoyed it I love these two anyway, so. Yeah. Um, after this, we got a, a video package of Webster and Andrews and Williams and Jordan talking up the match later on tonight. Uh, it, none these, it happened. None of these guys, except the Mia Jordan, are very likeable, are they? Um, <laughs> Saying that, actually, we'll get on to it later with the match, but actually, I like this mean streak, Kenny Williams. Like, he looks aggressive as hell in the match later, and I quite yeah. like this. Jordan's trying his best to be like pally pally and upbeat, and Williams is just like. And me is so naive, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. just he just wants to see the best in everybody. Bless him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like Webster and Andrews is just kind of like quite cocky about it. Like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll just beat the home, we'll beat these. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, and Kenny's like saying, "I'll do any any means necessary to beat them." Um, and me is like, "Oh no, within the rules." Um, <laughs> Uh, after this week, uh, it was a weird Aoife Valkyrie vineyard. I mean, they're all a little bit they're weird, but she's like talking to a mirror <laughs> and she's talking about so- overcoming somebody, but then it's almost like alluding like she's got to overcome herself. Yeah, but that's then what I got from it. They've been heavily teasing that she's going to go after Kaylee Ray. Um, okay. Obviously, in the Saturn Water match, she was like actually at ringside watching it at one point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, a bit weird. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, we then get to a match that I was really excited for, which was the debut of Tayam. Man, oh my, oh my, Jesus, oh my, he is great, <laughs> um, he's so good. I texted you after I watched the match, and I was like, he's a fucking head case. I love the fact as well. Um, there was just like certain little things he did, like he kept talking about how. He'd kind of ride his luck in the match, and he'd, he'd take advantage of like any little opening he had. And like, like there was, there was um, early on, he's just kind of like just wrestling a normal, clean match. And as the match goes on, he gets like scrappier and a bit more like gritty with everything he's doing. Tayman, um, he he starts off very civilized. He tries grinding down uh, Danny Jones with wrist locks, just doing like a traditional wrestling match. And as as the match goes on, and he, he gets like little openings of opportunities. Like there's a bit where Danny Jones like backs him into the corner, and as the referees like separating them, he just slaps Danny Jones about, across the back of his head, um, <laughs> and then, like he go starts going for like some really like stiff kicks and forearms. Um, again, there's, an, there's another spot where like he gets he gets like backed into the ropes, and he sort of like breaks he breaks the hold, and he, he's he's looking over his shoulder, and as soon as he knows there's a a bit of space, a grin comes across his face and just elbows Danny, Danny in the face. He's been <laughs> a horrible man. He's oh, like so brutal. He reminds me of like playing like Sunday League football, and you always get that really fucking horrible like centre back defender that the referee's not looking and you're waiting for the ball to come in for a corner and he'll just fucking dig you in the ribs at that and he knows exactly what he's done. He knows yeah. where you are and he waits for that opportune moment. Horrible, horrible bastard. Really like kind of scrappy. Um, yeah. Jones hits a really nice backstabber as well in this match. Um, mm. And then he, 
it again, like Tame and he uses a lot of like the momentum to to get to his advantage. So like yeah. Jones throws him into the ropes and Tame and just like knee uh, drop kicks his kneecap out. Yeah, which looked horrible. He's uh, so quick. Like yeah. when he comes off the ropes and he's just fucking like ducking and diving and like just really, really rapid. And just like when he hit that, when he drop kicked him in the knee and it just flew out of nowhere. And you thought that Jones had the advantage and then suddenly it was just like <laughs> straight back down. Yeah, I, I already want to see a match between uh, Tayman and not Ben Carter. Um, I'll, yeah, we'll of, get to that later. Because of how <laughs> quick they are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, Tayman hits a miss out drop kick off the top rope. And he kind of like one foot hits like Jones and like the lower back, and the other like hit like kicks his leg out at the same time. Yeah, I don't know if you meant that, but it looked really they cool. Looked good. <laughs> um, and then he just repeatedly start double stomping him on the back. This is fucking horrible. This um, is not nice yeah. to watch. <laughs> yeah, it got it got to the point where it was like almost uncomfortable. Yeah, and then he locks in a really nasty looking crossface. Where he was like almost bending him in half, um, and Jones taps out straight away. Yeah, um, really excited to see where they go with him. A really compelling character. I want to see and, him against Dragonoff, and both of them just snap and go absolutely fucking ballistic. That, that too would be good. I imagine we probably had um, that in WXW. He, yeah. he did say on commentary as well that he'd um, he'd had a match with Timothy Thatcher, which I'm going to probably have to look up now. Good grief. Because <laughs> that will be stiff. Um, yeah. But yeah, it is very, very exciting to see uh, where they go with him. Um, yeah. He's someone I've heard a lot about, but not really overly familiar with. So yeah, we shall see. Uh, after this, we get uh, Nina Samuel Zayli video video package. Um, I, I love these. It's fucking like, great. Every week, yeah. It's like a really shit kids TV show, but in a good way. Um, <laughs> so like. Nina comes round and Zaya says she's like given housekeeping the day off. I don't think she's got housekeeping looking at a flat. No, um, definitely not. And she's like, oh yeah, I, I need you to clean my flat for me. Um, and then Nina like basically clean cleans the whole like flat. You see her doing the dishes and then she leans on something like breathes a sigh of relief. Finds out that Zaya's got a dishwasher. Um, <laughs> and she's furious. I, I, I love that. I love like Nina Samuel's getting humbled. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah. She's just, she's just so good as well at like, <laughs> kind of like, like showing a displeasure in her face. Yeah. Like as that person getting the commitments, it's just so good. Um, <laughs> we then get a very, very, very interesting video. Package. Yeah, man. I'm intrigued by this because obviously, so intrigued. Wild Boar seems to be out for about six months, doesn't he? He's got like a serious knee injury. Yeah, yeah. He had surgery um, a little while back. They, you see Eddie Dennis kind of like talking and so it, it, it looks it's not Bo but it looks like Bo because it not? He's got, do you not reckon nah he had a bad wig on because Bo's got like a receding hairline and he had his hair like over his face oh okay almost um, <laughs> Boris with the Kane's wig. it looked like he had like an awful wig it was probably Jack Stars or something um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway so uh, yeah like Eddie's like because you because you couldn't wrestle in that match, I had to deal with the consequences, and Primate had to deal with the consequences. And then uh, you, you see like Primate put a hand on his shoulder. He says, "Now it's time for you to deal with the consequences." And T Bone has put Whoa. his hand on the other shoulder. Um, good to see T Bone get something to do as well. Fucking and yeah, I think man. this this kind of like little faction Eddie Dennis has got 
he's a good addition to it. Yeah. Uh, you then hear like a boar squeal and he gets dragged away. And then <laughs> you just see like primate and T-bone smiling. Um, Fucking hell, I'm, I'm more, all here for that. More sinister Eddie Dennis nonsense, I love it. I, it's <laughs> he's one of my favourite things about um, NXT UK. And yeah, I've certainly missed seeing him cut promos for the last couple of weeks. Me too. Um, we then get an, a Mel vignette. Um, she's talking about what it means to be the first French, first ever French WWE superstar. Um, yeah, which, any, anyone's that have had that have been French before have been French Canadian. French Canadian. Been. Yeah. yeah. Um, take that, Rene Dupree. Uh, and and she's, talk, <laughs> she's talking about like kind of history um, and uh, sort of training. Uh, she's someone I want to see more of because mm. what I have seen, she's looked really impressive, but we've not seen a lot of her. No. They, they, it felt like they were giving her a little push and then they kind of just like stopped. Stopped, yeah. Um, yeah. A little bit weird, but okay. Um, hopefully, again, it's like the Danny Luna one and the Aaliyah James one. It feels yeah. like they're kind of trying to establish more people on the sort of periphery of the women's Definitely. division. Yeah. So, they're, like they're doing the same on both. It's just, I think they kind of, they have a few matches. We get a little bit of that video package, a bit of background, so that when they do eventually come back and have a match, like, okay, well, I've seen them in ring. I know they're good. I know a bit more of their backstory. And they yeah. don't feel as kind of, like, thrown out. They're like, oh, okay, it's just someone else. So they seem to be doing it with a few people. Like like you say, like, Danny Luna had a couple of matches. Then we didn't see her for a bit. And then she got that video package. Uh, Zyra Brookside had one, I think. Um, a couple of the guys have had one as well. So it's good. Yeah. Like I said, it's a nice way of introducing them. Yeah. Um, after this, we get Gallus breaking lockdown laws, um, playing playing <laughs> snooker in a snooker hall. They're not open. So I'm, how have they got in there? I'm going to assume it's Wolfgang's pub that he owns. It's, pro- it's probably Wolfgang's pub. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so they're, they're basically just saying they're going to go back to the blueprint that They've Excuse lost the tag titles. Joe Coffey lost against Rampage. Uh, it's time to kind of go back to basics and just get Gallus boys back on top. Yeah. Um, you know what? I wouldn't be totally seeing against them. I wouldn't be totally against seeing them, rather. Um, go to NXT for a bit. Yeah. It, it, feel, it feels like a couple of like people are going to be moving to NXT. Mm. I get the impression based off um, the fact that Jordan Devlin has gone to NXT proper now, that Trent Seven's probably going to follow him over there for the Cruiserweight title. Ooh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe even Tyler Bates, but then Tyler seems to be kind of like one of the cornerstones of NXT UK. So, And also, it sounds like he wants to chase that Heritage Cup. I think we're going to... If, if Aikid loses it, it feels like it's going to be Trent building up... Uh, sorry, Bate building up to, to win it off him. So yeah. do you keep mentioning that, like, oh, he lost to his student and he's determined to show that he's, you know, a worthy competitor and especially in the Heritage Cup, so. Absolutely. Um, Exciting, though, to, to, yeah. to kind of not just speculate, but it seems like, like you say, that that match is definitely happening between uh, Seven and Devlin. Devlin has said he's going stateside. So it feels normal, like it go over. They even say later on when we get to it um, about uh, Trent's weighing on the bum. Exactly. So, which is he going to be? He's not going. They, well, they're not in the studio. So, is he going to be doing that from, um, from his house in the Black Country, or is he going to be 
doing it in America at mm. the Performance Center, or is he going to do it at the UK Performance Center? It's intriguing. I'll, Lots going. Yeah, on. I'm interested about that. Um, so yeah, we then get. Um, they, they didn't explicitly say it was a number one contenders match, but they kind of alluded to the fact that it was a it, it was going to. This would put you in good the, contention. Yeah. Yeah. And that Johnny Satan was watching sort of thing uh, between Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan and uh, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews. Um, early on, Flash is just like in control of Williams and you can see Williams getting more and more frustrated. Um, Jordan tag, tags himself in and Kenny looks like really annoyed by that. <laughs> um, and then uh, he looks even more annoyed because Webster and Andrews like double team and isolate Jordan for a, a portion of the match. Uh, you can see him getting more and more frustrated on the apron throughout the match. Um, he manages to tag in, and then he starts like being a bit more vicious, like where like Flash's back's taped up from yeah. the street fight. The street, and right, yeah. he's, he's working over that. Um, he's like raking his back, and he's just, like clubbing him on the back. And it at first commentary kind of alludes to it that like Kenny's just like created an opening for himself, and it's it's a target. It, it would make yeah. sense to go after that. So Amir goes after it as well. Um, and they they basically just like take take control of Flash a bit. Andrews makes a hot tag, um, hits uh, both opponents with a couple of like sort of flippy shit moves. Um for lack of a better <laughs> lack of a better term. Uh, he hits a tiger faint kick on Kenny and then a moonsault on the outside onto Amir. Um he hits Stun Dog Millionaire on Amir Jordan, which I'll I'll I've said on the AW, I'm going to say on this, the worst move in wrestling, in my opinion. <laughs> because it, really? Yeah, good. Like Orange Cassidy does it as well. And the whole point of the move is you've got to allow the opponent to go for a suplex on you for you to hit it. Oh, so yeah. Like it takes why would that you put setup. yourself in that potential danger in the first place mm. to set up a move? Yeah, I get what you mean. What's the one that Lindsay Dorado does? It's the Golden Rewind. Isn't that fairly similar? Or is that just... It is a stunner of sorts, isn't it? Yeah, but I think Lindsay does it more like... He, do, he does it more like bounce, like springboarding, doesn't he? Oh, does he? Okay, I couldn't yeah. remember if it needed like a setup before like that. I know it, it doesn't. It doesn't need a... Basically, the, the issue I have with it is it needs a setup where you've got to put yourself in a position that yeah. you could possibly fuck it up yourself. I always think that about whether they call it... I don't know, code red or whatever or adam cole's panama sunrise it's solely relying on the other guy flipping mm. around like adam cole doesn't need to do that by jumping off the top like off the turnbuckle at all like mm. doesn't need to happen but that's entirely reliant on the other guy jumping around you don't need to do anything you just stand there and go around with him i'm not saying it's yeah. easy to do but it's one of those things where you can't just bust it out of nowhere it's not like Kind of but he, he literally, he literally does it as a reversal. Yeah, like that. That's that's the like at least the Panama Sunrise. He kind of like he, he does a setup for it. even Code Red. Like um, when Darby Allen does it, for example, he, he leapfrogs his opponent and then does it as part of the leapfrog. So oh, it so looks it's like the momentum of the motion. leapfrog. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Um, whereas this, he's literally getting his opponent to suplex <laughs> it's, him. It's just shot. and then. Yeah, it's just not good. Like, it's a good move if it's done as a reversal, but if it's done as like a move that's like your kind of signature move that you do in every match, it's like, well, that's just a little bit silly, isn't it? 
I'm going to put myself into a position where potentially I can get fucked over. Yeah. I'm just hoping. Because the, way, <laughs> the way to reverse that would go, okay, well, if he's going to do that, I'll just fucking brain buster him instead of suplexing him. Because <laughs> he's, he's anticipating me lifting him up. He's yeah. not anticipating me dropping down with him. Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> that's just me being very, very nitpicky. I just hate that move. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> I've done that same rant on the AW one a few times though. Um, so yeah, it's it's a stump dog millionaire and a sent on on Jordan. Uh, Kenny breaks it up with a vicious stomp to the head. Um, yeah. He tags in and just kind of like starts like brutally like attacking Flash. Um, and then at, at the end of the match, basically, um, Kenny kind of like Flash goes for like a roll up or something, and Kenny mm. kind of like knocks the ref into the corner. Yeah. And as the ref's kind of like dealing with that, he low blows Flash. And Mia catches him and he's like, what are you doing? Why have you done that? So we talked about um, that, like. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Kenny hits like, um, it's the old dirty, isn't it? Oh, was it what? Before uh, they changed it to look a little safer? Before they turned it into a, basically a double on DDT, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The uh, one where it's it like, good. it's like, yeah, where it's like a bulldog position and you go down. That's it. Um I think Bailey calls it the rose plant, or yeah, she does something similar called the rose yeah, plant. That's it. Um, and yeah, he does that to win a very, it's a quite a vicious move as well. So I like that they've yeah, changed the finish here to, to kind of um, highlight that he's turning heel and getting yeah. a bit more vicious. Um, Amir's unhappy that Kenny cheated to win and Kenny's just kind of like brushing it off. Uh, the ref, the ref like, goes he, to... like, oh, yeah, yeah, go on. <laughs> raises Amir's hand and Amir just goes, get off. <laughs> no, get off. <laughs> not no, taking no. that. <laughs> um, yeah, but interesting uh, development, though. I'm, I'm, I am getting intrigued by Neil Watt Kenny Williams. Um, I don't mind it. I know I, I, every I kind of like, like that he's a uh, bit of a dirtbag. Yeah, I like it. It's like, it's like Swerve. I like that he's a scumbag. Because <laughs> he seems like a horrible piece of shit, and that's what I like about it. Like the the way he's the way he's kind of like developed into a heel. Um. So yeah, uh, after this week, uh, uh, it, they they show a recap of Ilya snapping like previous weeks, and he says he's going to speak about it next week. Um, and then there's another Trent Seven, um, vignette talking about how the weigh-in's going to be on the bump, and it showed him training with Tyler, and he's like. He's like, just again, he, he gets you motivated to. It's lovely. To want to support him. Everyone, it's just great. Everyone should aspire to have the wholesome friendship that Tyler and Trent do. Like, it was really nicely shot. There's a bit where he was like bench pressing and he was saying about like just doing one more or something like that. And he was, you could see that he couldn't do it. And then just out of nowhere, this hand comes up and lifts it up. And Tyler's there. It's fucking lovely. Yeah. And Tyler's like, oh, yeah, Trent, Trent trained me. So. I feel like I owe it to him to yeah, help him out here. Yeah. It's really nice. I think what yeah. did he say? Something like um, he uses bait as a lot of his kind of motivation to to keep going and to to get in shape and to to keep trying to persevere and stuff like that. Really nice, lovely little video yeah. package. Trent Seven's the biggest baby face in wrestling right now, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Like, not you, you can't not like Trent Seven. He's just mm. he's just too cool, too <laughs> likable. Um, we then get uh, Ben Carter talking about his Who? journey so far. Who? Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, talking about his journey so far and that, like, he he sort of loosely brings up the fact that he had offers from, like, all over the place. Hmm. Uh, but he chose to come to NXT UK. And like, he did. Like, you can get a visa. Don't lie. 
Yeah. <laughs> I chose it. No, you didn't. Yeah. He, he was on a student visa, not a fucking working visa. He couldn't get <laughs> couldn't grant my visa. Um, because of the pandemic, he chose to go back to the UK to be close to his family. Because his because fucking his NUS card expired, so he thought, oh, I'll come back. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know that he was a he was playing footy in uni though. That was quite cool to think nah. to find out. Yeah, man. Um, and yeah, so he's talking about that, and he's talking about like how he, he's got this far, and it, it kind of flashes. So he's been wearing like white gear with like the U, uh, Union Jack on and all that, and it kind of flashes to then like black gear, and uh, it shows like his the year he was born, um, and it, a new name. He says, "Now I need a new name." So now I'm Nathan Fraser, and I. It's weird, like, as soon as he says he's called Nathan Fraser as well, and you show him in, like, all the black hair, it's like he's got a bit of an attitude shift as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, he's quite he's more... cocky. He seems a bit more intense. Like, yeah. he, he's like, Nathan Fraser's going to grab NXT by the throat and uh, drag it to wherever he wants it to go, yeah. which is quite cool. I like okay. It. okay. Yeah. His, his new gear was pretty cool as well. Mm. Um, I like the fact as well, um, it had on his wrist tape, it had their uh, black and brave on each wrist, which oh, is, so, is the that- name. The gym. name of Rollins is a uh, wrestling school, yeah, Black and Brave. I was um, trying to work out what it was, and I was like, I'm sure that's a reference to Rollins in some way or another. It's yeah, it's the, the name of his wrestling school is the Black cool. and the Brave Academy. Um, that's so that's why he's got Black and Brave. Um, and yeah, it, it's it, it's weird they've done it this way that they've had them wrestle under Ben Carter for a bit yeah. and then change his name. But if this is the plan all along, just having come in as that, it's just yeah, it's a bit weird when they do it. It's like they do it on NXT as well. Like with guys that come in, like I remember when Damian Priest came in and he didn't come in straight away as Damian Priest, did he? He had a match or two as Punishment Martinez. Yeah, and they do that. They'll give and him then, a couple of matches and then they take him on TV for a bit and then they kind of give him like a total rebranding. You're like, yeah, but hang on. He was called this a couple of weeks ago. Like I get it when yeah. they've come from another company and they like uh, Eli Drake. He didn't come in as Eli Drake. Yeah. They gave him a match and they changed it. He came in as LA Knight. So I'm like, mm. I'm not not that I won't take him seriously. Like I do, he's awesome. But you're just like, you want me to invest in him? You want me to invest in his character and just give it? Just give it him from the off. Yeah, I, I suppose um, one way of looking at it is that at least he's only had like sort of two months of TV time. Yeah. So it's it's in the long run, like he's talking about it, saying like, oh, yeah, Nathan Fraser is going to be recognised as like one of the top names in this industry and like best in the world and all that. Yeah, it's like in in like sort of like three, four year, five years time when he's probably going to be in that position or certainly, certainly like on the brink of it. Yeah, we're not going to remember. We're not going to be sat here going, "Oh yeah, remember Ben Carter." Carter. (laughs) We're gonna we're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, Nathan Frazier is fucking awesome." Yeah, yeah, Um, that's true. That's true. So yeah, it's weird the way they've done it. But I, I like the fact that it was, it was almost like a tonal shift. Yeah. It wasn't just that he changed the changed the colour of his gear and like it he literally like felt like a completely different wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. When he was like, Nathan Fraser is gonna be the best person in wrestling, he's gonna grab this industry by the throat. Like, okay, okay. All right. I like what I'm hearing. I believe you. <laughs> yeah, it was it was weird as well that he, he tweeted out, Oh yeah, big changes coming on Thursday. He was like, I was thinking, what the f-? like I, I thought he was gonna be Announcing like he was going to proper NXT or something like that, mm-hmm. but no, it's just it's just this name change. <laughs> but I say just this as I say, it's very exciting to see 
He's, he's someone who, from the limited like amount of matches I've seen of him, he seems to get better every time I see him. Yeah, yeah. And he does rem- he does remind me of kind of like AJ from when he was like starting mm. out. So that's very very cool, very and it's very promising. exciting to see him. Yeah. Um, we also get an announcement that Volta is going to be making a statement next week. Ooh. Do you reckon he vacates that title? Possibly. Kind of feels like that. It does feel like with that. everything they're um, doing on NXT at the moment. He's definitely on his way to NXT. It's like they're teasing but... his like imminent arrival, and it's just like Thatcher, join us before he gets here because yeah. he wants you here. So if you don't, he's gonna chop the fuck out of you. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna say chop, it chop the rest of your teeth out of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chop I think... Jumpers next to fucking jelly. Christ. Yeah, I, I, I think they might do. Like, I think he might just be like, I'm done with it. Because it feels like all they've done, not all they've done, but they've made a conscious effort the last couple of months to build up, and we say it every week, at least three, four, maybe even five guys that could all legitimately challenge for it. Or if he wasn't there, you could see them as the brand's champion. So it would be cool to have, like, some sort of, he vacates it, then we get, like, a, a tournament or a multi-man match to kind of take the the vacated belt. I'd I'd be very happy if we got a tournament um, to crown a new UK champion. Like that'd be very cool. Mm. Especially be cool. especially because of how much I like the Heritage Cup tournament. Yeah, but that was the other thing I was going to say. Maybe they don't go down the tournament route because I know it was a couple of months ago, but it feels like we've only just had one big tournament to crown their kind of their mid card guy. So maybe they don't go down that route. I don't know. But whatever they unless, do, unless they kind of like the other the other thing he could do is essentially say I'm taking it to NXT, and then they've got a it, it gives it gives them maybe doesn't give them enough time to build someone up to beat Volta, but it gives them a chance to at least start putting the wheels in motion, like maybe send someone up or have them have a match with them at like one night of takeover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then from there we're sort of getting that bit of intrigue but yeah it's it's definitely definitely feels like he's probably going to vacate the title yeah yeah I mean he's the longest reigning champion he doesn't fucking need to hold doesn't it doesn't need to do anything else exactly at this at this point you could probably have a fucking San Martino reign hold the fucking for eight years if you want to <laughs> but it's it, it gets to a point where it's like well it's it's like like the position he were in when Pete Dunne won it like had it in the first place on that reign and he did the tournament to crown the number one contender that Zach Gibson won. It was like oh, yeah. the logical thing to do there was just have, have Gibson win the belt. And then you've instantly got a credible person and you've got two top stars in NXT UK instead of one. Hmm. Because they didn't do that, then it was like, well, there's Pete Dunne and there's everybody else. And until he brought in Volta, that it was just, there was Pete Dunne and there yeah. was everybody else. Yeah. Um, but it felt like a, then a similar situation for a while afterwards where it was, well, Walter's got it. They haven't built anyone else up to feel like a credible threat. They gave Joe Coffey a couple of chances, but realistically, he was never. They gave the Tyler Bate match. That was the probably closest. Oh yeah, yeah. to losing it. Yeah, and and the earlier match, but but yeah, in that initial part of his run, rather than like Mm. kind of post pan or during pandemic and post. Yeah, Um, yeah, interesting though. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. 
This then takes us to the main event, which is the mixed... I, I was quite surprised this was the main event. It's actually the mixed tag match. Um, it was, and so, I wasn't. Just because they were kind of making a big deal of the fact that it was the first one in NXT UK. So it makes sense if, that it was the last one. Yeah, I, I I, I, think I just thought, like, I expected it to be bait and mastiff, to be honest, because I felt like that was a bigger match. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, we got... Um, so Ginny and Joseph Connors versus... Pipe and Niven and Jack Stars, um, or Pipes and Stars as they call themselves, which I Stop automatically it. cringe that because I'm a grumpy There's... old man. Um, <laughs> I like the pairing. Stop with the silly name, though. Yeah. Again, it's like it's more like making NXT UK feel like fucking grain chill or something. Um, <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, early on in the match, um, Ginny and Niven start, and Ginny's just berating Piper, and then just tags out. Um, she was excellent in this match, like she the shit hours. Absolute shite bag in this match. <laughs> yeah, the shit hours even Perfect. Ginny in this match was brilliant. Um, <laughs> Connors is just like spends the early part of the match just talking down to J- Jack Stars and toying with him, uh, asking why he thinks he belongs there in the ring with him. Um, and then stars like start to chain wrestling with Connors and get the upper hand. He tags in Piper. Um, Piper throws Ginny round, and Ginny, uh, as like Piper's about to hit the Piper driver, Ginny kind of like gets tagged out by um, Connors, and then Connors like start Connors starts mouthing off of Piper. Um, and as like as he's doing that, Piper like moves out the way, and stars just hits like an uppercut on uh, Connors. <laughs> starts firing up on him, hitting a couple like quick moves. Um, Ginny ends up distracting Jack Stars and then that that causes Connors to just blindside him and just start throwing him around. Mm. Um keeps keeps him isolated, keeps like kind of teasing that he's gonna tag out to Piper and but it's not it's always hard as well like the way WWE do mixed tag matches where it's like the man can't touch the woman and the woman can't touch the man. Mm. Because it, it does eliminate that hot tag to a degree. Yeah. Exactly. Because so then you're you like, can't oh. do a hot tag if the other person's fresh as well. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's always mm. difficult. Um and yeah, so uh Ginny tags in. Um she didn't want it at all, and did she? Just <laughs> runs away. <laughs> uh, she gets back in the ring and Niven just pounces the fuck out of her. <laughs> it, it, it was like a fucking Keith Lee pounce. It was awesome. It was. Um this is hilarious, Ginny. like her just gobbing, like you say, being mouthy, gobbing off for the whole thing. And as soon as she gets in, she's like, oh, fuck that, I want nothing to do with this at all. Erin Nina Samuels, as far as like the heels are in NXT UK, are yeah. fucking excellent. Their heel yeah. work's unreal. Yeah. Um, Ginny hits a really good looking liger kick and then starts like trading strikes with Piper. And then again, Piper just like decks her. Ginny yeah. falls in the corner. Connors tags himself in, and as uh, Piper's going for the cannonball, Niven then decks him, and then uh, Niven and Stars both hit cannonballs on uh, Connors and Ginny. Um, Niven then hits a Piper driver, and Nigel's like freaking out about this, saying, No, they can't touch each other. She's a woman and he's a man. Um, <laughs> she then slams Jack Stars onto Connors to win, and then again, after the match, um, Basically, Nigel's just like saying, "Well, they they broke the rules. They should have been disqualified." And he he kind of alludes to the fact that Ginny and Connors are gonna 
take this up with Johnny Saint. Um, mm. But yeah, Piper Niven and Jack Stars stand so a little feel good moment at the end. Yeah. Um, it was quite a fun match. Um, and that was NXT UK. Um, solid episode. Uh, not, not the best one they've done, but certainly by no means the worst. No, for sure. Um, what were your highs and lows, Troy? Um, I loved. I know. I know what you're going to say your up is, so I'm not going to go for the same one as much as I loved it. But are you going to surprise me now? You're going to say what I'm going to say. Um, I really um, like Tayman's debut. He's a fucking. I was going to say that. Were you? I thought you were going to say the Heritage <laughs> Cup match. Okay, in that case, Heritage it Cup was match between the two. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, it it's between, between the two. To be fair, um, yeah, I was really impressed. Impressed with uh, with Tayman's debut. Really, really yeah. impressed. Yeah, excellent. And um, what um, about you, Love? Low. Uh, it's difficult. Like you say, it wasn't like... It's, oh, it wasn't a weak episode. Not at all. Like, it was still a good episode. But... um, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. It's really tough. Because the stuff that I was just a bit like meh about still wasn't low enough to be like that was the worst part. I don't know. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Maybe that the Heritage Cup didn't close out the show. I understand why they had the mix tag at the end, but I felt the Heritage Cup, like you say, definitely a bigger match. Um. And yeah, that would have been probably nice to close out the show. Yeah. If I'm um... picky. <laughs> I, I, to be honest, that was exactly what I was going to say. That uh, just a placement of the mixed tag. It was a good match, but it didn't feel like a main event. Yeah, um, yeah. It didn't feel as big a match as it either. I mean, I know obviously the Piper and Ginny feuds quite big, mm. but then Connors and Stars both kind of just felt like spare parts in that match. Like if it yeah. was a singles match between the two, I totally would have got it. But I feel like they're kind of holding that up. Maybe not to take over because there's still a lot of times a lot, but. Mm. It feels like they're holding it off to like the next time you do like a big, yeah. a big match on a show. Um, and my high was the um, Heritage Cup match. Um, obviously, Taman's debut was also very, very awesome. But I really enjoyed uh, Bait and Master. It was just a really fun match. Um, it was. It wasn't like sometimes with like as I said earlier with matches like that, they can kind of overcomplicate it, and it felt like very kind of like straightforward. Um, they got themselves to a stalemate with like roll ups, and then it was just okay. Master's going to murder Tyler, and then Tyler had to kind of like get his inner focus. But yeah, yeah it was yeah. a good episode. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued to see next week. Nick, there wasn't really anything match wise announced, was there? Um, no, it was just kind of the announcement. It was all segments the for um, the cruiserweight match. Um, yeah, I feel like we might get an Eva Valkyrie match next week, if not the week after. Yeah, it feels almost like this. This is kind of like a sort of soft reboot. Yeah, yeah. Um, or or like um, like I big tasty refers to it like uh, with AEW after pay per views, like after the pay per view, it's like the start of a new season. That's what it feels like yeah. with this. Yeah, yeah. Um, almost, but yeah, it's definitely an interesting time. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine we'll probably get a Ben Carter, Nathan Fraser sort of match thing going on. Oh yeah, that's a good um, show. Yeah. As well. And yeah, see what happens. Um Indeed. but yeah, before we go, 
Um, Troy, where can people get their beer and bearding needs fulfilled? Uh, wrestling themed beers, head over to topropebrewing.com and get lots of wrestling themed beers. They're fucking excellent. They're fucking tasty. Um, I know Aaron's just put in uh, an order for some. Um, Got some new ones going on the web shop on Monday as well. That's our record. Nice, nice. So yeah, topropebrewing.com. Lots of wrestling themed beers, uh, lots of apparel as well. Um, face masks and beanies and t-shirts and stuff like that and loads of little nice snacks as well if that's your thing uh, so yeah. yeah head over there and all of your beard needs is thatchface.com use the discount code TroyXL85 get 20% off your purchase um, of any items on the store that's uh, brushes uh, combs oils balms uh, gift sets and they've got a range of clothing as well t-shirts beanies hoodies and stuff like that uh, and it is free delivery on all order, orders over forty pounds. So yeah, batchface.com and a proceed uh, of the of your purchase um, goes to testicular cancer UK charities. Awesome, awesome cause. Um, also, if you want to follow us on social media, um, Facebook and YouTube, we're Untitled Wrestling Podcast on Twitch, Twitter, and Discord, Untitled Rest Pod. At time of recording, um, tonight, myself and, well, us again, reunited, and it feels so good, playing some <laughs> Resident Evil 5 um, over on Switch and possibly YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, tomorrow, we'll be doing a live charity stream, uh, 12 hours of gaming, all of us at different times, all of our different friends who play along with us. Um, if you go to the website, justgiven.com forward slash UWP gaming. Donate there. We've already beaten our target, but we want to beat it even more. All goes to a good cause, the Leeds Hospital Fund. Um, very, very, very good cause. And thank you for donating if you already have. Um, yeah, boy. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing.